It is January 20th, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, and across all major podcast platforms. And always come visit us at the mothership, robisright.com. Now, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. Peace, dude. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Ready to smack some people around? Because I kind of am. <laughs> well, we did have to smack around the good people at Google and YouTube today. So. Oh, yes. The communist organization YouTube not only suspended our Rob is Right uh, site, they uh, eliminated it. Uh, but still, we used our super wordsmith ability to hit the right buttons with them, including a legal threat, to put the goddamn thing back up. <laughs> You're going to get one of these. And I think within 10 minutes, it was back up, Stu, which just proves they don't want to mess with us Smith boys. Yeah. We're street fighters, Stu. They're about to get That's our roundhouse. blades with us everywhere we go. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we deal in lead. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we got them straight. Still means, still doesn't mean we like them. Um, anyway, Stu, let me just say one thing before we get going, Stu. Governor Yunkin has got this executive order out there. He says parents should be able to choose where... Uh, Parents should be able to choose whether or not their kids wear a mask to school. You've got these commie counties in Virginia and um, they're saying, we're not going to obey the mandate. And let me just say this, dude. If you're a teacher and you're so fucking stupid that you think that a mask protects you from the coronavirus then I don't want you teaching my kid, okay? Plus, if my kids were in school, I would not, I would want them to be taught values like bravery and courage and not to hide under their desk over some in, invisible phantom that they need to fear. You know, I believe in teaching kids values and strengthening their character. So for all you Northern Virginia people who are fighting this executive order, go fuck yourself. Most of y'all are just a bunch of fat, stupid bitches who went to ed school somewhere. You're not that smart, okay? And you suck as a teacher. That's all, Stiff. All right. Uh, I mean, it's what, it's what C.S. Lewis talked about in Men Without, Men Without Chest, where this subjectivity essentially breeds a population of people who lack any courage. So if your idea of danger is so subjective that your behaviors are this and that, and you kind of lose your idea of what danger really is. So if you've spent your whole life being afraid of something that you physically can't see without a super expensive microscope, then you probably aren't going to be willing to risk your life for other people or put yourself in harm's way when push really comes to shove. Well, and another thing, Stu, the point of 
educating your children is not to teach them little rote um, memory exercises, but it is to teach and coordinate them how to think. And if these dumb bitches can't fucking get on the internet and look around at all the studies to see that the masks do no good, and two, if they don't have enough just plain common sense to think through the issue, then they shouldn't even be in school, if you ask me. You ought to be on a chain gang somewhere, Stu. Okay, Stu, Sydney Powell, we've already given away the Golden Testicle Award for the month, and we gave it to a non-testicle human. So I don't think we can give Sydney Powell the um, Golden Testicle Award. That would be breaking our uh, organizational documents that just say one Golden Testicle Award a month. So Sydney, I'm sorry that you don't get the big keychain with the brass balls that we gave Marjorie Taylor Greene. Maybe she'll share them with you. But she's been subpoenaed by the January 6th committee. And you know what she's gonna do? She's actually gonna show up and she's actually gonna bring documents and submit documents beforehand to show the extent of the election fraud. So she's going to throw it back in their face. Um, so good on her. Way to go, Sydney. You know, she's a good old Carolina girl, Stu. I think she's from Salisbury. I think she went to Chapel Hill, too. That sounds right. Unless it was One Duke. of the many college towns, Stu, where I have spent a night in jail. By the way, Stu, you know which college town jail has the best breakfast food? Didn't you go to... Didn't you spend a night in jail in Nantucket? I did. I'm going to guess they probably have the best. No, breakfast. Chapel Hill. The hash browns were to die for, Stu. Or to go to prison for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stu. Uh, Dr. Oz has challenged um, Anthony Fauci to a debate. Here's to you, Anthony Fauci. You are like Joe DiMaggio. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci. Dr. Tony Fauci. Dr. Fauci. Instead of letting the sycophantic media fawn all over you, let's talk facts. You got COVID wrong. Fauci, under fire, didn't do enough to investigate where the virus originated. That's a good question. Ah, Fauci misled us. There was a little bit of a misunderstanding. Dr. Fauci needs to be fired. He's been wrong too often. Dr. Fauci, let's get the facts straight here. You and me, let's have a debate, doctor to doctor, and give the American people the truth about COVID-19. I'm game. Anytime, anywhere. Dr. Fauci, are you in? And of course, Anthony Fauci will not um, accept his challenge. You know, Oz is running for the Senate in Pennsylvania, but it's been two years, to, and they, they never, ever defend themselves um, when they're challenged with facts and logic about things that are going on. They just say, the science, the science. Um, what a bunch of clowns. Joe Rogan has an open invitation to Anthony Fauci as well. You know, say what you will about Sanjay Gupta, but at least he went on there and made his case. This is a shocking story, Stu, is Pfizer is telling the FBI 
who they should investigate in an attempt to criminalize journalism. In other words, the, in the world pre-Biden, if there was um, an issue in the public domain, we could talk about it and we could disagree with the government and its allies. Apparently that's not the case now, Stu, in that Pfizer um, Judicial Watch did a FOIA request and they found out that Pfizer is telling the FBI who to investigate because they don't like the stories against them. Um, Project Veritas ran a story about Pfizer that was not flattering. So what did they do? They sicked the FBI on them. And if you remember what happened with Ashley Diary, Ashley Biden's diary, there was nothing else that they could have, that Project Veritas and James O'Keefe could have done. They, they, um, they didn't run the story and they gave the diary to um, law enforcement. But, but, we're, but what do they do? They want to bust his door down at 6 a.m. in the morning, handcuffed him in his underwear uh, out in the hallway in front of his neighbors. And then they went and ransacked his place and took all of his files and electronic uh, devices. Stu, Pfizer is very well a corrupt company. If you look at a um, story we did, I don't know, a week or so ago, and in part of a story I wrote for Real Clear Markets, I had a 40-minute expose from a Canadian doctor's group that picked through the Pfizer um, vaccine application and what they did to get that approved and how they cheated on it is unbelievable. It's just unbelievable and it's corrupt. And um, so now they're using the FBI so people cannot find out the extent of their corruption. And Stu, you also remember that um, there was the FOIA request um, and they wanted to, it to take 50 years to um, let loose the application. And Stu, if you did things right, why wouldn't you want to release it immediately? Um, can, can you spell, Stu? Are you a good speller? Okay. Okay. Spell cover up. Okay. All right. That's what it is. And let's not forget that Pfizer was fined $2.3 billion for illegal marketing in an off label drug case. And that's the, that's the, that's the record of all, that's the, that's the world record for this drug that they, you know, essentially illegally marketed. Geez, that's a lot of money, Stu. That's, that's about what our yearly revenue is here on the Daily Rob. Isn't it interesting how the government is especially run by Democrats? They're so inept that they cannot put together a website that Wayne and Garth could put together in their basement. Obama did this with the rollout of um, Obamacare. So to big fanfare, I mean, all the media is just, uh, just going nuts in, 
in laudatory praise for the Biden administration because they created this website. And you know what it does, Stu? It takes your address. That's all it does. <laughs> okay? Uh, but it doesn't work, Stu. Apparently, let's just say that um, um, you live in a 200-unit apartment building at um, number one Elm Street um, in any city, USA. So you go in there and you say, gosh, I, sh I sure do want one of these COVID tests. And you're in a, you're in a apartment 136A, okay? Well, if anybody else in apartment one or 212, um, has ordered one of these things, it kicks you out because it says only one to a household. So Steph, I mean, how can you design something with that type of flaw? Do they just assume that everybody lives in McLean and, uh, and in, in Malibu in a $15 million house? Do they not even, I mean, are people who live in a, Apartments, plebeians. I mean, do they not even contemplate that there are such people out there? What? You don't live in a 6,000 square foot house on the ocean? Oh my God. And when they fix it, then it's going to be ripe for fraud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I got four of them just so I could flip them. I figured I could probably flip them for 40 bucks a test, make about 160 bucks. I like that. I like your animal uh spirits what's the i did not order one you know why because you can figure this out because it's taxpayer money well no i'm okay with taking taxpayer money if i deserve if you know if they're handing it out because the chinese are making the test no guys you don't it's just a cold i don't want to be in a database with those motherfuckers. I was thinking it might make me look like I've been a good boy this whole time because yeah. I wanted a test. But then you 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 or order the test and then they knock on your door one day and say, did you have COVID? And then they raid your house and they steal your children. Hmm. I don't trust them, Stu. Um, Stu, we're now up to the 28th House Democrat who ain't going to run for office next year, this year. Okay, Stu, I forget where this is. might be in Geneva or someplace, but the Davos World Economic... <music> Council is meeting. This is where you have super rich nutcases trying to tell the rest of us how to live because they're so smart and they should be entitled to fix all the world's problems. Um, so what they've come up with, Stu, is a super national tax. You heard that right, Stu a world tax uh, that you're an American and you're gonna pay tax to a world body. 
Um, now this is, they say this is going to be only on, you know, people, well, you have a net worth of 5 million, which isn't that much these days. You work your ass off and you got to give 2% of it to this world fund. And then if you're really rich, you have to give more than that. And what they say, Stu, is this will raise trillions of dollars and will lift the world, lift millions out of poverty. Stu, when did some sort of highly regulated taxation program ever lift anybody out of poverty? When has it ever happened in the history of the world that the government raises a bunch of money and then ipso facto, it lifts people out of poverty? It doesn't, Stu. It makes everybody poor because that money is not going to work in the private sector. Um, so these people who are supposed to be so fucking smart are so fucking stupid. Um, you can't spend your way out of poverty. You can't have the, the government spend money by, and give it away and think that that's gonna move people out of poverty. The only thing that moves people out of poverty, Stu, is getting the fucking government off their back, letting them have individual liberty and property rights uh, and enforcing the rule of law and letting people go at it. That's how you create wealth. Macron said that capitalism as we know it does not work. Well, you little French son of a bitch, <laughs> what do you know about capitalism? Uh, and again, have you ever had a job in a diner or, or, or washing cars? He's again, one of these elite uh, sons of the bitches who's never really worked in the private sector. I mean, these are the people who said, you will own nothing and you will be happy. That's a direct tweet from the World Economic Forum. So this whole tax fund sounds like, oh, we're gonna take your money away and we're gonna make an even playing field. And then everyone will own nothing and you'll be happy, but we will have the big fund and we will make this this one world government. And, and administers the big funds too. And Xi Jinping spoke at the World Economic Forum this week. And you know, they're talking about how they want to be green and carbon neutral. And yet China is top of the list for being one of the, if not the number one, biggest polluter on planet Earth. China and all Mongolia. these airheads there probably applauded him like crazy, but yet they want to penalize their own country with burdensome taxation and regulation to stop a perceived crisis that is only in their imagination. Um, you know, Stu, it's I guess it's a self worth thing. Well, hey, maybe I'll feel good about myself if I can like. Uh, tax everybody and then we can give the money to the poor which doesn't help the poor Stu. anyway i mean these are the same people that have the mentality of the golden state billionaire silicon valley guy who says well i i care about real problems like 
like climate change. I don't really care about, you know, people being in concentration camps. I, I care about the big problems like climate change. Which is a non-problem, but yeah. And, I mean, and guess what? They get rich off of climate change. Yeah. See that um, wandering dolt Al Gore. See how he lives. He's created these venture funds. And uh, of course, he doesn't do anything, but just go around and talk about how the world's going to end in like six weeks. Um, but yet he owns a piece of them and he's gotten incredibly wealthy. And again, he's dumber than a rock. Finally, Stu, an expose on our nanny state and that apparently Joe Biden has been hoarding these masks, okay? Because only the government is, can be tr trusted with the distribution of masks. So Stu, if you want a mask, you can ask the government for one, okay? <clears throat> well, Stu, two things. They don't fucking work. Everybody knows that by now. <clears throat> so for the government, to hoard like a billion masks or whatever they are, and then distributed them out, shows you just how inept they are. You know, two or three years behind the time. And if they worked, you wouldn't see them littered all over the place. Right. And then the nanny state aspect of this, that um, let's assume for the sake of argument that they do work, okay? Do you not think people are fucking smart enough to get a mask on their own uh, if they think it's going to save their lives, if it's going to help them in their health? Do they really need the government to do this for them? And three, if you mail them to everybody, um, you know, half the people are just going to chuck them away. I mean, if you, you can't force somebody just to um, buy into your, your creed of fear. Maybe this would have made sense two years ago. It does not make sense now, especially when you have people on CNN saying it has to be an N95 mask and any other kind of mask does not work. Well, That's you what know they what's do. Once everybody walks around in N95 mask, um, our robot population, do as you're told, 1984, um, Winston Smith saga um and then the virus continues to spread they'll come up with another reason of something you have to do that will work you know they'll say that hamsters need n95 mask that your cat and dog will need an n95 mask we'll probably have to put an n95 mask on pigeons so once the entire biological world has an n95 mask then we can proceed with putting hand sanitizer on everything else and only then will we save the world it's not like polio still exists in afghanistan and pakistan it's not like that has yet to be eradicated i mean they the goalpost will constantly change until someone with some common sense is in charge of the executive government probably still i think that's kind of an endorsement of me running for office there what you just said is that what you intended it to be? I'll, I'll endorse you for tyrant, but you'd have to step down once you fixed, I would say, 80% of the things. Well, I could fix it, Stu. That's what I got. Cool. So Stephen Colbert, who 
back in the day, I thought he seemed kind of cool, but the more time goes on, the the weirder he seems. So I'm going to play a clip where he's going to say that we should get rid of the Senate. And he says this to Elizabeth Warren, and it's pretty wild. Sure. Hey, everybody. We're back here with Senator Elizabeth Warren. If you can't get rid of the filibuster, what about, and just hear me out here and try to okay. hear this objectively. I'm ready. What if mm-hmm. we just get rid of the Senate? <laughs> and I'm 100% serious here. It is the most anti-democratic institution next to the judiciary because the judiciary is only the way it is because the Senate Senate. is the way it is. No one would drop a single tear. You've already got tenure. You can go back to your old job. You'll be fine. (laughs) Spend more time with Bailey and Bruce, okay? I I don't understand what possible positive purpose the United States Senate provides right now. Wow. (laughs) Look... I hear you. <laughs> Just the insanity of suggesting we get rid of the Senate because we because, because the Democrats don't control it is wild. And he also suggested that, you know, the judicial branch is equally useless. So essentially the memo is if we don't control it, we want to get rid of it. It's the same thing as we kind of saw with over the summer with, you know, abolish the police. It's the same mentality. If if they don't have a monopoly over the power, they want it to go away. And so you know, that's why the instructions to and so Stephen Colbert's from Charleston. I know people who know him down there. And he went to Northwestern. Still an elementary part of a liberal arts education is to delve into the founding origins of our country. Has he never read the Federalist Papers? Does he not understand the concept of a bicarmel legislature? Um, Has he never heard of tyranny by majority? I mean, you wonder, how are these people such idiots? How can you go away to a school that costs 75,000 a year to attend and be such a dumb shit? Well, can I be an armchair psychologist real quick? You may, Stu. Okay. So, you know, I did a deep dive on his life. He went to a he went to an Episcopal school in Charleston growing up. Porter God Guild. Episcopal Porter God School. Yeah, yeah. I had some fraternity brothers one time. Cool. And so, you know, he was involved with the school newspaper and he was involved with the school plays. And so when he was growing up, he wanted to study marine biology, but that got essentially train wrecked as an idea because he had a perforated eardrum. So that dream didn't come true. He goes to Hampton, Sydney for a little bit, but he didn't have any plays to, I guess, be an actor in. So he- May I ask, does he like girls? Yeah, he's apparently married. Really? Okay. All this drama, you know. All right. And so then he transfers after two years to Northwestern, where he's a theater major to study performance. Ah. And so... I would have thought he would have learned something in Hampton, Sydney. You you would think so. 
And so yeah. I will say it looks like that he's had a fair amount of kind of, I would say tragedy in his life, but everyone has some sort of aspect of tragedy in their life. And so he did have his father and two of his brothers, Peter and Paul, die in a plane crash. And so that definitely left him with some grief. And when he transferred to Northwestern, he actually changed the name. He, he changed the way he pronounced his last name. So his brother actually uses the original way of pronouncing the name, which is more like Colbert. And so he changed it to Colbert. And so he felt that when he went to Northwestern, he had a chance to reinvent himself. So all I got to say is the so writing on the roll. do is fake in our in authenticity and most of all Stu dissing your people he, if I change my last name to Smythe <laughs> and I'm dissing all of the other Smiths out there who who have sacrificed for their their king and country for hundreds of years and when he had he had one of his brothers surviving brothers on his show and 2009 and his brother did call him Stephen Colbert and Stephen responded with see you in hell so I think that I agree I think this is a very fake person I think you know he licks his finger puts it up in the air and sees where the wind is blowing and so he just wants to be accepted and you know what part of Stephen Colbert is actually authentic I'm gonna say probably very little I think this is just a very broken person who never was able to kind of get past the sad aspects of his life. So I wonder if he got dissed by some girl at Sweetbriar who, you know, made him bitter about life. Who knows? But that's all I got for you today. All right, Stu. Well, I enjoyed our lively and very measured conversation. Yeah, we had all us extremists. Yes, certainly not. But we definitely had some good stories today. So, yeah, I'll catch you later. All right, still go get them. I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help.